because you understand how this goes. I know how it goes, yeah. But like some people will like swallow it and then, <laughs> and then whoa, like, and they'll be like this far away and thinking that people can hear them. But exactly, it's okay. It's yeah. not everyone's it's like right. yeah, it's fine. Mike man. Verse. We know we know how it goes. Yeah, for sure. Sp- speaking of mics, uh, <laughs> Mike Scarfo, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Thank you, man. After this is so much fun, a little bit of a break here. I had a little month off. Um, might get into that. Might not. No, no nothing crazy. I just like kind of stopped, but. Uh, we're back and with a bang, honestly, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to have you on just cause like the timing I think works out perfectly. Um, with just like the music that's coming out, what you're up to and everything. I just think it's a good time to have you on. And, uh, so quick little introduction of who you are. Turntable teachers podcast. Mm -hmm. That's you. Yes, sir. Coach for Andover basketball. Yes, sir. That's you. Teacher as well. Obviously, turntable teacher. That's you. <laughs> and music enthusiast, I'd say, is a good way to describe it. I would it. hope so, given what <laughs> I do uh, with the podcast. I would hope that I'm a music enthusiast, and I'm not just doing this, like, you know, by the seat of my pants. Yeah. <laughs> People ask me. So we we collab once a week. Yeah, yeah. And it's fun. It's easy. It's chill. You just oh, yeah. Super throw easy. out a quick, every Friday, just five songs, four songs I'm listening to with the turntable teacher's choice because I started doing it a little before and I was like, what better way to just have a little collab, a little yeah, crossover definitely. than something as simple as that, which we can throw up in a day. If we miss, who cares? It's so light, so easy. It's nice. Absolutely. And big um, shout out to Anthony for like obviously oh, getting yeah. us in, um, Anthony Petrellis from Beyond. Beyond Podcast. Uh, Beyond, yeah. yeah, who got us acquainted and yeah. um, definitely a, a, a great thing that he's doing with like the Beyond family and yep. everybody that is like involved in that. I think that that's really... Uh, a beautiful thing that you oh, have yeah. kind of a you know i think and it's funny like in the music scene and music industry like artists do this all the time where they get together they have groups of people that maybe they work well together with or producers and um you know, just collectives that happens a lot and i feel like anthony doing this with a podcast group uh is awesome and, stuff yeah it's great and yeah. it, he runs like our meetings so well and oh yeah and every everybody's obviously doing like very different style podcasts as well so we're not like obviously competing or anything like that and it's nice to be able to like hear like what other people are doing how other people run their shows yeah. how they network how they market like all that business side stuff like you, you there's just like a constant learning curve with that you will always like have uh, you know, opportunity to learn in this space doing that. So. Plus, he's just a great guy. Like, oh, yeah. He's that's, just the that's boss. That's a gift. That's we, like we, on top. We love Anthony. He's literally one of the best people I've ever met in my he life. Is. He is. So he's he's the man. But sure. people have asked me from that. Like, they're, like, they'll ask me about, like, the – like what's that collab about? Like sure. what, what's that what's that turntable teachers all about? And I explain to them as best I can. But just for like a real definite what is it that you do? Sure. For the people who what better than from the horse's mouth himself. Yeah, so uh turntable teachers, uh we've been running for almost four years now, I wanna say. Wow. Uh January twenty nineteen, I believe, is when we launched. So we're on our fourth year, uh for about three and a half years in. Um it didn't start like what we're doing now, um, you know, like it didn't start out that way. Right now, we're really focused on promoting not only local artists, but national artists as, or as many artists as we can, like in the indie scenes, um, artists that aren't being pushed by labels and uh, or don't have as much backing behind them. And that can range from like 
different different um you know varieties of sizes you know you have some artists that i work with that have a few hundred followers or a few thousand followers to artists that i work with that have you know tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands it just depends um but mostly we do a lot of promotion uh interviews uh you know interview style like this sort of um with uh you know obviously massachusetts based um, podcast, um, uh, musicians, artists, producers, really anybody that's actually in the music industry. But we branch out too. Like I'm always down to branch out. I actually just, uh, as of tonight, I just I'm dropping an episode with uh, a guy from Miami, Florida, uh, because cool. there's this other podcaster that I became friends with, like through all this and just networking. And like I think he like found our podcast or something like that, like on a hashtag, and we ended up like hitting it off. We did this cool. He's from Miami. Uh, he does uh, shout out old head Ed, the Bruce beats and eats podcast. And, uh, Oh, during the pandemic, we did like this really cool, like Miami, uh, or Florida versus Massachusetts, uh, Instagram live where we would play like uh, a clip of a Massachusetts song, like go have it go up against like a Florida song and like vice versa to like, you know, pretty much showcase like the mat, like both of those scene like pockets and scenes yeah yeah like just stuff like that so we're just really trying to be innovative and creative on how we help some of these artists just do pr work for them blogging playlist curating obviously through the our interview spe- uh, series called the guest speaker series um we, you know i interview a lot of pretty interesting people that have accomplished a lot more than i think people around in the massachusetts area would actually know and like understand mm-hmm. um if you're not like paying attention and that's where i i saw like a huge opportunity here where there just wasn't a massive like press uh you know really seen here for the massachusetts music scene you're seeing a lot of artists having to leave massachusetts in order to you know grow themselves and really get to that next stage um myself included and i think there's other um you know, they think there's other platforms now in Massachusetts that are, are starting to become established. And I think our goal is to keep as many people here as we can, um, you know, not have them ha- feel like they have to go to L.A. or have to go to New York or even Atlanta um, to grow their brand and to grow their their fan base. Yeah. Uh, so that's really yeah. our, the big thing that we are trying to do with with the platform. Yeah, it's very important because like, oh, yeah. just in general, like music I know if me and you might be a little biased because we love music. Like oh, we, we yeah. love, love oh, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's culture. It's it's who like oh, you yeah, are. Totally. It's who you like. If you can tell a lot about like a people or like a like a culture in general, a place, a time in history, you can tell a lot from the music. Oh, totally. So 100%. if it's just like leaving us, it's it just takes away from like everything that we are. It's like it's like Italy without the food. You know, yeah, like, it's a good point. It's just like it's part of what it is. You know, it's it, so if we can keep the music inside, like, and uh, you know, not not keep them from growing, but keep them here and build the Massachusetts scene to be something that's like important. Like Boston's a big city, Boston's legit. So you yeah. can you could definitely get yeah. some traction, some some shows, some things together. I yeah. think that there's plenty of opportunity to to grow here. You just gotta show people that it's possible really. right right and i think you know i think covid obviously you know paused a lot of those types of things like shows um but there, but there really was always a really interesting underground scene an indie scene here uh especially in the hip-hop sector um you know i think there's a lot of comparisons you can draw between like what we're like what massachusetts music and at least in hip-hop sounded like for a long time uh synonymous with new york like that east coast sound 
problem is though is a lot of artists rappers whoever they ended up going to new york instead of staying uh look at someone like guru from gangstar you familiar with gangstar yeah yeah like he was a roxbury guy he was a he was a roxbury yeah really? yeah he, Work he grew is up one of my here. favorite songs I oh love, yeah that's a great i think it's the best instrumental like maybe top five instrumental i've ever heard oh, in my yeah. life. i love that song moment but, of truth that whole oh, album is legit. legit that's one of my favorite albums like that roxbury like, really? yeah he's from know that. i swear to god i knew yeah. it was mass uh -huh. but i didn't know that that's yeah, crazy he grew up here and then he left he went to new york i think when he was a teenager or maybe he was a little older than that i can't quite remember off the top of my head. Um, but he was always synonymous with New York and DJ Premier and that New York style, that boom bap, you know, old school hip hop sound. But his roots are, are, are pretty much Boston, so in Massachusetts. So it's yeah. just really interesting, like someone like that, where, you know, he doesn't really get looked at as a Massachusetts artist per se, or not somebody that was ever synonymous with Massachusetts, but. You know, that's where he... That's where he grew his sound. You exactly. Have to, you have to get your personality comes out. If you're Definitely. good, your personality comes out in your music. And oh, obviously yeah. he's good. So, and you get the personality from the place that you grow up in. Yeah, and yeah. I'm a big believer in, like, a nurture over nature. Like, you're not born away. You're, like, built into the person that you become, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and, yeah. like, your environment, the people you have around you are very important. I always say, like... If you want to know what you're like, look at, like, your 10 best friends and then just, like, somewhere in the middle is you and, like, mm. yeah, including your family as well. Yeah, that's interesting. And that's um, cool. it's like a mirror of who you are. It's like yeah. the things you attract is what you are. And so I feel like to like he gets – he's synonymous with New York, right? For sure. For but sure. in reality, like, the, the things that make him him are, are here. I think it's both. I think it's a combination of the, of the two. I I wouldn't say that like him going not like going to New York. I think it totally influenced his sound, his style, his career just in general. Mm. Um, but I don't think you get like you're right. I don't think you get like Guru the person without you know Boston and For sure. what he was here when he was here. Um, so and obviously rest in peace guru yeah right um I, I i love yeah i was a huge gangstar fan growing up still still am but um you know to this day i think i thought the new uh album that they did with like all the um or not new it was like a couple years ago but mm -hmm. the album that they they put out with a lot of his uh, posthumous verses was like super cool yeah um it was what's it was your a, what's your opinions on that the po posthumous releases so here, that's a good question i feel like with something specifically like uh that guru uh that, that gangstar album like we hadn't heard Gangstar for from that point on. I think their previous album before that was like 2003 or something like that, or 2002. I'm trying to get. I'm probably getting my dates wrong, but he died like I think early 2000s. I want to say so. Like he's he had been dead for like 15, 16 years before that album released, and I feel like at that point it was a great tribute to him putting that album out. Yep. So that I liked, but what I, I can't stand sometimes about the posthumous stuff is the some of these labels that are using it to just continue to make money off of their name. Like you're looking at someone like Juice World, right? Yeah, I know he has a lot of music. Perfect example. He's had a lot of music over – he's made a lot of music obviously over the last you know, a uh, couple years before he passed and, and all that. But, you know, he's already had, what, three posthumous records come out? Something two, like that, two yeah. It's been at least and two. They're, but the thing is, they're like 20-song track lists. So that's what I mean. might as well be three or four. 
albums right. at that point. Right. In, in, in today's day and age when albums, technically you can have an album that's like seven, eight tracks. But uh, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But um, <laughs> Which is an interesting conversation. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I'm torn because it's – it's a little, I think, like violating in a sense where it's like sometimes I, I, I would rather sit there and be like, all right, just leave, let the artist, let, let the discography that's out there speak for it. Now, something like Mac Miller, that was a little bit of a different situation yeah. too yeah. because that that project, Circles, was like 80% done and mm-hmm. his his producer just kind of finished it Rest for in him. peace. All, all these, Ridiculous. and then Juice World, Mac. Yeah, I mean, Mac was, Mac's an interesting one because... I did not like Mac Miller. When I gave he came him no out. respect, dude. When he came out, it just when he when he came out from like the in the way beginning, no, I gave him no respect. I liked Kids. That was a really great mixtape. Super super cool, um, and like just different and fun. Um, Blue Slide Park though is where he lost me. Like at first, really? yeah, yeah. Did not like that project. Thought it was way too commercial. Um, but past that, after. Blue Slide Park like faces. It was faces, and then you had um, I don't I can't remember the few after uh, that. The, the, the like Divine Feminine. Divine Feminine was a little bit later, but yeah. yeah then you had later. like watching movies. Um, yeah. You had Good Morning. He's got a lot of projects, huh? Never a really ton. thought of that. I can't remember the one that was right after. Uh, right after Blue Slide Park, but pretty much all his albums after that, Swimming in Circles, obviously. We oh yeah. Into, oh, yeah. I think I think the one after Blue Slide. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up just because it's yeah, like do it. driving driving me crazy. Yeah. But I watching movies was where it got me because I was really into Odd Future at that time. And I, I what what I love about Mac Miller and similarly what I like about I've said this on a couple of podcasts before. What I like about Mac Miller was he never stuck to just one sound. Yeah. He constantly elevated and reinvented the sound he was the sounds that he was playing with mm-hmm. so i de- i always like experimenting i always loved that about mac miller just from that perspective of as an artist like okay i am not going to box myself in i'm going to continue to yeah okay watching movies was right after that yeah. so if you listen if you go listen to blue slide park anybody at home if you go listen to blue slide park and then you listen to watching movies and you didn't know it was mac miller you just listen to like the soundscapes that those and the aesthetics of both albums. You'd be like, how did the same artist create both of these records? Hey, it's a good point. It's a, and a lot of times that's what makes artists really good. That's exactly, um, not exactly. to get too far away, but I think of like like Kanye, like I think of well, eight, think like eight oh eights versus like the life of Pablo versus well eight oh eights versus like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy are completely different. And, All right, yeah, cool. Well. We had te- technical difficulties. But you know what? Why? It's because it's because I took time off. So now I'm rusty. No, that's not it. That like, was very random, though. <laughs> that was random. No, it just yeah, it just literally just shut off. No, that's not it. Like we've had, dude. I can't even describe to you. It's not every episode, but like I've been doing this now, like I said, for three and a half years, yep. almost going on four years. And the amount of times that we've had technical difficulties, whether it's like you know with the actual recording or when we were doing the zoom ones on zoom like oh, you know, that must have been so annoying we <laughs> crazy i would say we mastered the zoom interview i need i, I might need you to help up. me out with that at so some here's point, the trick i want to try doing them because not everyone wants to you know like the drive for you thank you for taking it but not everyone wants oh to no do you're that. fine you're not that far from me i'm yeah. a, i live in the I, traffic I live, the traffic. Well, yeah, I had I had to I had to go do an errand that like kind of looped me around, but that's that's obviously a story for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I just helped out Anthony with this. Yeah. The, the Zoom interview. So what we started doing uh, probably after like the first few months, this was like right when the pandemic started, um, you know, I was having issues with like whether it was their Wi-Fi or my Wi-Fi or like just naturally like things cutting in and out. You just don't want to lose that. So what we were doing or what I was having guests doing and it worked out well as a, you know, music podcast, um, you know, working with musicians, a lot of whom have yeah, like home sound. studios and sound and stuff, having them record their their audio outside of the zoom and then i record my audio outside the zoom and then when and then in post-production yep you just line everything up and then you just get rid of the zoom audio just get rid of it and i would record in the gallery view so like the side-by-side view yeah have the uh, them uh record in the speaker view so just their picture so then you'd have two uh two different video yeah yeah, you'd have two different streams of video and then, you know, worst case if something freezes or like they go off on a long tangent, I just cut seamlessly back to the full f- screen of them. That's genius. That's genius. Instead of having to switch back and forth great, like while we're doing it. Great call. Wow. It worked out. See, it did, you did, did figure great. it out. For we real. Did. That's, that's, that's I told legit. you. We, I, mastered this. We mastered the zoom, which I don't know if that's like a, a feat or any hey, sort of like thing no, that we should be. They might not get it. <laughs> I totally get you, bro. I, we we mastered the Zoom podcast. It's, 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 it's hard. Weird. It's hard. It's weird. Yeah. It's like it sounds like you want it to sound really good. You want yeah. You, you know want the mean? best sound quality possible. You don't want to spend an arm and a leg. You don't want to no. like send a camera to people's houses. You don't want to do all that. No, but even for you, like having people record it on like their phones, like the voice memos, yeah. works perfect. That's I probably all right. It you, doesn't sound that given, bad. It sounds pretty good. You've given me some good. Things yeah, to work. Yeah, we can talk a little more. I'll give you ideas. like my. I'll give you like how I how I do things. But yeah, um, we're. I'm trying to get away from that now. Like obviously with like the guy I just had on in Miami. Like yeah, you know that we we had to do that remotely. Obviously, but um, you know going forward, uh, I'm actually recording now at uh, Nowhere Studios in Methuen. Shout out really? John Glass, uh, who's amazing by the way. I was definitely we'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, and Andre X, SK Melks, all the producers over there. Nicest guys in the world, by the way, and uh, guys that like I not only respect and appreciate, but they're super dope producers, super dope artists in their own right, uh, some of them, and just really doing like amazing work. Their space is incredible. Um, I did a little promotion for them for their new space, and I've become, I would say, I would say good friends with those guys over there, and they've been really good to me, and I use their space now. That's awesome. Um, on top of sometimes using my at-home studio that um, – I built right before the pandemic. So yeah, it's uh, definitely trying to get away from the zoom stuff a little bit more just cause the in-person, the energy so much is better. so much better. Cause even on the zoom, like when you when doing a zoom interview, uh, and I know this is like not really interesting content, so we can, we can stop it after this. <laughs> no, but, people, people like this stuff though. Uh, you know, behind this, the curtain. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Behind the scenes, behind the curtain with the zoom interview and the way we did it, uh, having the audio, the, the like the more quality audio, editing that in, it did make it sound like you were in the same room with that person, which was pretty cool. Like if you only listened to it, you'd be like, oh, they're definitely like in the same room. That's super dope. But you still, you're still missing that like in person sort of back and forth that you just can't get online. Yeah, it's just there's just something about. I mean, to this point, there's just something about it. Being in person is just better. It makes oh, the interactions better. just start better. better. You feel more comfortable. You're in the same area, you know, like you're feeling the same things. Like, I don't know. It just makes sense to me that it, that it works a little bit better being in person. Yeah, you can go off on energy so much easier. Oh, my God. 
you know, and like the Zoom, mm-hmm. whatever they worked, like we had to do it in the pan during the pandemic. Yeah. We had to keep the podcast going some way, and in a lot of ways, we actually grew a ton from doing those those interviews. It just made things, it, and from a convenience perspective, it, it is, totally yeah. worked. But yeah, so like with our po- our platform, you know, to start, we were never ever like inter- doing any inter- interviews. Like mm-hmm. I started this; it just started as like a music review podcast like if you go to like our old old like episodes like probably our first 20 episodes they're all just mu- like music reviews from like you know big name artists like billy eilish um i think we did a j cole album did we do a j cole album i'm trying to remember some of the albums we did oh and we did an anderson pack album uh um, anderson pack yeah he was he's love awesome. him. we did that one with dr dre that he had come out um, um not oxnard yeah no oxnard yeah oxnard, yeah, yeah, oxnard. yeah. And then we did uh, Jid, Jid's debut album. The debut? Uh, the debut. I love that album. It's great. What's it called again? Come on. Now. Not the Never Story, the other one. His like, actual studio yeah, yeah, album yeah. that he put out, the um, debut. Um, DiCaprio 2. DiCaprio 2. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. We did that one. Uh, a bunch. So like, if you want to hear those, like whatever, you know, go back and go back to those. But um, yeah, I initially had a co-host. Uh, his name was Cody. Um, and we, we met through a friend um and really hit it off like same thing we had really great like same similar music tastes uh and really just had this like idea like this vision for like what we wanted the the platform to be yeah and at the time i think and even still now but like i think you know people like anthony fantano with the needle drop dead end hip-hop like all those sean c like all those platforms were getting bigger like music review like reviewers were becoming like the youtube style were becoming like much bigger um at that point and we just felt and podcasts were i mean it's not like how it is now like how saturated podcasts were like when we started three and a half years ago podcasting wasn't as saturated like we were just kind of messing around but that's how we started initially it was just music reviews but we weren't really seeing a lot of traction and growth because it's like i don't think i think a couple reasons i don't think we knew how to really use social media properly and like marketing i don't think we were like ever like even thinking that um, it was really just like our friends and family that were like checking us out. Um, we probably had like when he when he left the when he left the show. I think we had maybe like four or five hundred followers at that time. Yeah, like on Instagram, like we had probably a quarter of what we have now. Um, so yeah, eventually he he ended up uh, leaving for personal reasons, and then it was just me. And I was like, well, I can't run a podcast by myself. It's <laughs> not like you you can't just listen to me talk for hours and hours and hours on end. Like mm. I. I didn't, and I didn't want to be like a YouTuber necessarily. Like I tried that once actually with Kendrick Lamar's damn. Yeah. That was the first album where I was like, all right, I want to get on the conversation of this. I want to talk about this. And like, I recorded uh, a review of Kendrick Lamar's damn and it never saw the light of day. I deleted it. <laughs> it's gone in cyberspace. It's, it's just gone. Was it not good? It was fucking terrible, bro. Really? It was terrible. Yeah, because I was nervous. Like, I didn't no, know what it's I was hard. Doing. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. I, and like, I, I contemplated with this most recent one, like with Miss Morale and the Big Steppers. I contemplated because, like, I doing I a was review. Like, yeah, I contemplated. Yeah. Well, like this, I, this, this could be. A, this could be like this, a little pseudo version. This could be a little, version, like, yeah, a little attempt. And then maybe when Post Malone's album comes out, I could review that. Because I'm thinking, I just want to do like whatever I feel like doing, because. Uh, it's just like, I don't know, like, it's just, I don't want to get bored doing other things and I don't really care if it's like big or not. I just, I need to 
speak. It's just like who I am. I just need to speak. So no matter what way that comes across, like whether that means I get to meet interesting people like yourself and talk about what you guys got going on, because then like it's very interesting. It's very like everything is interesting to me if it's new, and everything you're telling, every word you say is new to me. So like you know, it's all cool this way, and I love having guests for that reason. That's why I'll I'll never stop doing that. Right, right. But still, sometimes like a new album comes out, I listen. I've listened to Mr. Morales' Big Steppers. I'm not even kidding. Probably twelve. 13 times yeah it's only an hour 15 and i've listened to it probably 12 13 times and it's just something that i feel like i'm starting to pick up on like music i'm starting to i'm at the age i feel like i can kind of understand music now Mm -hmm. a little better than maybe like four years ago interesting five years ago and how old are you if you don't mind me asking 21 oh wow Oh, yeah. 21, congratulations. Yeah, I just turned 21 a month ago. You did you? A month and a half ago, yeah. Ah, you made it, man. I Yeah. Good stuff. You know, could pass now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't like, I'm, me turning 21 was no big deal because people that don't that know me, I, I don't drink. I like huh? don't drink. I'm a college kid That's that fine. doesn't drink. It's completely That's fine. fine. That's fine. People, honestly, oddly enough, people like, I thought getting to school, like, you know, you're young. Like, I didn't really want to drink. I just never really felt the need. Yeah. And I was always thinking, like, ah, maybe that'll bite me one day. Like, maybe. Everyone loves it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. They're like, yo, like, I got so much respect. I'm like, why? Like, it's not even. Like, I don't have nothing against people that drink. I'm like, yo, go go for it. I right, feel like right. everyone should take a load off once in a while. It's just like, I got no load. So, like, <laughs> I'm just chilling <laughs> all the time. So, it's no big deal. But uh, wow, doing these doing these soundtrack. doing these podcasts are, are kind of oh my god, you're probably your drugs, right? It's drugs. I love it. It's your drug. It is. It is. And like once you start doing this, and like and especially if you fall into it and you really like it, and, and it is. I don't want to say it's addicting, but like it's. It definitely feeds that like serotonin. Yeah. You know yeah. that you can get from. Yeah, it's interesting, and I think. Um, and yeah, dude. Like, I mean, I don't. I don't really drink that much either. Like, it's really. I've lost a taste for it over the years. Like I, I've never was a big drinker to begin with, anyway. But yeah. I, it's just there's there's nothing wrong with that, man. Like it's actually honestly, it's probably a good thing. Like you'll be healthier going forward. Yeah, my like liver. Some people give me high fives. Every oh, time absolutely. Yeah, your liver probably loves you, and that's great. <laughs> We're boys. It's great. <laughs> of course, you guys are. Because some people, their livers are like, yo. Stop Get me doing out of this here. fucking shit now. This is like we are going to die. Yeah, or we're going to need. For yeah. real. So, nah, you you you're doing. You're fine, man. Like that's just this is like I guess a good conversation segue because like I, what I preach as a teacher is like, yo, be yourself, man. Like, mm. don't be influ- don't be like influenced by other people. Like, have your own opinions, and it's you know what, be open to like changing your opinion you know that too or to be open to change don't necessarily like be stuck in your ways or also at the same time like i'd allow other people to like dictate what your opinion on something is like or or how you or how you want to like live your life like if you don't want to drink don't fucking drink yeah like if you want to drink do it responsibly but you know whatever like and hopefully you're of age and that you're you know whatever but i just feel like with all these th- certain things, like don't just do shit because your friends are doing it. Like that's yeah. the that's ne- there's never a good reason for that. It's the it's the equivalent like that you know that um you know the uh, the example they use where it's like you know oh if your friend jumped off a cliff would you and it's like, yeah. you know some people but like if you lose use that analogy like some people would. you lose the people yeah you lose people that way. I yeah. think uh, I've been big on balance. That's been like I I always have like a thing yeah like that like I'm focused on like. Maybe like mentally, yeah, like keeping me sharp. For me, it's been balance recently. Balance is key, man. Just because it 
like even just with, with you saying that, like you're like, all right, don't, don't be who be who you want to be. Don't let people influence you. Right. But then it's also like, keep your mind open. Listen to people. Don't shut people out both. at the same time. Yeah. Everything's balanced. You got to find the right balance. Exactly. And then exactly. you can kind of just become a a stand up human being. And um, balance and moderation. Oh my God, it's, it's everything. It's everything. And I think with good balance, you can really like do a lot of amazing things. But um. Yeah, honestly, speaking about Miss Morale and the Big Steppers, though, I do want to get your thoughts. Yeah. I want to know what you think yeah. about the album. You can take it in whatever direction you want. Sure. If you want to talk about tracks that you love, you want to talk about overall, what what themes you felt like. Because, you know, like, I haven't really looked at many reviews yet. I will soon, but I, I, I want to keep myself raw for this. Same. And I'm going to, and I want to maybe talk about what I think it means, whatever he's talking about, but take it whatever direction you want. What did you think? So I'm really glad, first of all, that we took a week before oh. talking about this project because what drives me crazy about this day and age, and this will be a slight tangent before I get into the project, but like how can people review it when it's been out for 10 or 12 hours? Can, I, can someone <laughs> I explain no that idea. to me, how you can review something, anything, whether it's a movie or music or TV show, whatever the fuck it is. Why are we reviewing and giving ratings to stuff 10 hours into it, 12 hours into it, a day into it? It's just came out. I had a student come up to me and go, "It's oh, it's way better than the off season. I go, dude, <laughs> it's 10 a.m. It's 10 a.m. How can you tell me it's 10 a.m. on a Friday that it just came out at midnight? How can you tell me that it's better than the off season when it's been out for 10 hours? Let it it's, marinate. Let it marinate. <laughs> let exactly. It marinate. Like, let it chill. And I, he doesn't. The kid probably doesn't even know what it's a. I, I my thought process has changed from Sunday to Monday, then Monday to Tuesday. That's fine. Today it's, it's good. different than it was. It's probably gonna be different in a week and then in a year. Exactly. But you gotta at least give it like a two days. And people out there saying it's a classic, chill. Let it breathe. <laughs> we don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. I'm not saying. I'm not sitting here saying it's a bad album because that's not. That's not my narrative at all. I love it actually as well. I'm, I'm with you. I really I love, love it. it. There's yeah. a, I have a few gripes with it, but overall, I really love it. Um, but let's chill. Let's not say it's a classic. Let's not compare it to his other albums yet. Let's let it marinate, as you said, for a little bit. I say I don't know what that time is, but it can't be a week. It just freaking came out. It can't chill. Yeah. But anyway, having said that, um, I think it's I think it's what what I really like about Kendrick, and what I've always liked about Kendrick Lamar, is he is such an amazing storyteller. He is the best storyteller oh. of our generation. It sometimes felt like on this project in particular, but if you go back and backlog, like you'll hear this throughout all of his music. It's it he's rapping, but it, he makes it sound like he's literally just talking to you or having a conversation. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I don't Very know how much he does on this it. album I felt that this way. This album more so than the others. Like definitely. on uh, Mother I Sober. Yeah. Um, even oh, Auntie Diaries, he does the Auntie same thing. Auntie Diaries. It really just sounds like he's just talking. And in the way he's able to like make it all just melodically flow as a as a as a hip hop song, but almost as like a TED talk at the same time. Yeah. Um and people have a lot of gripes with Auntie Diaries, which I understand. I I, I know that like using the gay slur as much as he does, oh, like yeah. is 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 probably um a little bit um, grading for some people, which I can completely understand. Like yeah. I, I get that. It's not for everybody. I think, yeah, with a song like that, though, I think he's, excuse me, he's trying to prove a point 
Like, I was ignorant at one point in my life. Like, I thought saying these words or, like, looking at gay people this way. I mean, he uses gay people as the in, in the LGBTQ community as, like, the sort of example here. But he's talking about, hey, like, I was ignorant to this. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that. That, like, I'm not the only person that was ignorant to this and I was able to, like, change my mind. Like, he's he's talking about it from a perspective, a younger perspective, a younger Kendrick that, like, did not have like the worldly view he has now on yeah. like, life yeah. so i really loved that mother i sober is an interesting uh track as well because he pretty much admits he's a, he was a sex addict so yeah. like he doesn't like he doesn't drink doesn't smoke right he says that doesn't do drugs but again we're all addicted to something or we are not 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 addicted to something we all have a vice yeah it's not everyone's got their vices everyone's got their vices and his was sex it sounds like and I never knew that about him, really. He's never really, you know what? And it's funny though because he's kind of floated it out there to us a few times, and we haven't really picked up on it. Like poetic justice, if you go back and listen to that song from Good Kid, Bad City, some in there, lust and love on damn, yeah, his yep. sort of comparison on those two elements of lust and damn, uh, is really interesting now with this context of this new album so what i will say with uh mr morale and the big steppers is we get just a better perspective about kendrick lamar as a human being that i will say right now for sure in terms of comparing it to other projects i think other than good kid i have a better better perspective about kendrick from this particular album than i do um to pimp a butterfly and damn i'll say yeah like, good kid mad city did a better job maybe of saying uh, what like his childhood like actually consisted of right i feel like but in terms of like introspection and mental state like this is the most raw oh, i've yeah. ever seen this guy. oh yeah and, and maybe even like anybody i've mm. never seen i've never felt this like i feel like i'm like almost in a room that i shouldn't be in like you know what i mean no that's 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 so well said that's so well said i yeah yeah i completely agree i i think that just how we get his get into his psyche on this album is amazing yeah it's incredible i remember my first time listening through i was like also the production on it is very interesting like the first track it starts out it's like the the, yeah, you get the, the steps, the steps, yeah. which I want to talk dancing. about. The tap dance. I want to talk yeah. about what you, what you feel about that. Like, I have my own idea. I really don't know yet, and I feel like I have. I I did kind of get not confirmed to me, but my idea of what it is. I'll get to it in a second. But it starts with like the like you know you hear the voice like tell them, tell them, tell them, and then it's like tell them your and then the piano. It sounds like a theater production. I said this exact same thing to somebody. I literally said this entire album feels like a play i feel like it feels like, it feels like a you know the pianos the the, the grand the like, orchestration or yeah it's all oh, of it. i think we're still okay okay you just, oh yeah my, my yeah she just there. sleeps sometimes just, it's okay yeah. but um, it feels like it's orchestrated and it feels like a chorus and it does it's all yeah it, it's very like you know the, the the instruments are very um real Oh I, yeah, it might be real instrumentation i'm wondering how yeah. many of it's like it's, synthesized it, and no maybe it, it's like oh. tech there is, you can tell there's some synth stuff, but I, I think mostly this is all from what my ear can g gather or, or grab. I think it's, uh, I think it's mostly 
uh, live instrumentation. Feels real. Feels very real. It sounds all orc like pure orchestration, yeah. which an artist that I work closely with does a lot of the similar things. So like uh, with with the orchestration, so I can just tell that it's it's very uh, very similar. So no, but I um, I completely agree about the it being very cinematic, but also like theatrical. Yeah. Uh, especially like on a song like We Cry Together. Oh my God. What an awesome song. I don't know. I'm not going to listen to it much. I'm going to say that right now. There's no way I listen to that song that much. But it doesn't I, have a ton of replay. There's no I way I don't, like, in a year or two be like, let me hear that again. What was that about? It's just like, it's a moment. It's like a moment, I feel like, in that album that, like, there's a reason we're all talking about it. Like, there's a reason I think of it. It stuck out to me, stuck out to all my friends. They're like, yeah, what was that about? It's just, it's not just music at that point. Almost. No, it's not. It's amazing stuff. And what people with that song don't, I think, need to realize is it's so beyond. And they, I mean, and he spells it out there. Like he, he says it to us as if we are like children, or that we're like we need to be spoon fed it. Like at the beginning of the song, it's literally like, "This is the world right now. This is how the world talks yep. and communicates." And the whole thing is like a huge extended metaphor. It's this this couple that is clearly toxic for each other. Uh, there's toxic masculinity in it. Um, I think part of it as well, I think it does a really good job of showing that like, hey, not always, it's not always the women that are crazy. Yeah. Like the men yeah. can be, uh, you know, can be toxic and uh, can be very uh, condescending um, and play the mind games. Like I think we think of mind games as only like a, a female thing that can be done. Yeah. I think men can easily play some of those mind games and, um, you know, sort of the gaslighting and all that. Uh, I think Taylor Page, I don't know who she is. But I don't know who she is either. She did a f- phenomenal job. Probably, I don't even know if she, it feels like she's not even a rapper. Like, I, it feels like she was just like a performer, like an actress or something. Like, I know. I, I wonder what her story is. I probably should have looked into it or something, but she was like, I mean, like, not like Hendrick got like outshined a little bit. Like, I think about her oh, voice. Yeah. When I think of the track, she I think killed of her it. Voice. It was she really well it. done. I mean, obviously his idea, yeah. but like still, she she did amazing. It sounds like she's crying. It felt like voice acting, literally. It was literally incredible. It felt like voice acting. Um, that track was great. And then in the end, too, it's really awesome where <laughs> and it shows where we're at sometimes like in our society and also like not only just our society, but if you look at it from a, a literal perspective, uh, how some like toxic relationships can end up like they have these massive blowout fights. And then they're like, oh, like, let's just, like, make up and have sex and it's all going to be okay. Yeah. And then they'll just probably do the same shit, like, next week. Yeah. But I love at the very end where the woman comes in, you hear the tap dancing again. Yeah. And you think, like, you could – at first it sounded like it could have been, like, them banging. But then it's, like, the voice comes in. It's, like, stop t- tap dancing around the conversation. And it's, like <sighs> – Yeah. Yeah. You just get the mind blow, like, damn. So – yeah, and that's what, you know, tap dancing. I think of it as the question is I feel like not like, cuz yeah, that that's a massive moment. Massive. And it kind of makes you realize like all this tapping you're hearing. It's like and it's almost it's put at good points. It's like cuz obviously it's at the end of songs and at the beginning of them. Sure. It's very like obvious that the, it's there. It's not like beat yeah. into the background. It's it's sometimes the only sound that you're hearing is just feet. And I think of it as like, um, for some reason, I feel like the big step is like these steps I'm hearing. I think of it as like society 
and I think of it as like the people and huh. like maybe and I know uh I don't know how much how true this is um this is what I think of it though because I've heard him in the songs he was talking about like Mira for example the last yep. one yep the last song he's talking about like how he's talking about like a person I think he puts us like us like society into a person and mm-hmm. says like oh she's like adding me on Twitter she wants me to like be this person for mm-hmm. them but for her but it's us he's talking about us and i think another thing he says in the song in one of the songs i can't think of what it is but he's saying like you guys have all these issues and we have these issues and i'm trying to help you like i am trying to help out these people that are just that just won't listen it's all about tapping the feet it's all about dancing to the song it's all about dancing around the conversation all you want to do is dance huh and that's just what I felt like it was. And then, so he had his merch drop. Okay. And he put out, and the, the, the tagline is, for the big steppers. Huh. So I'm wondering if huh. that backs up my theory. I don't know if it's true. I have done zero research, but I'm going to go with it for now. What did you think, though? So about the tap dancing? or the Tap dancing, big steppers, Mr. Morale, like if he feel like he's Mr. Morale. Well, yeah, like, I whatever think. Whatever that means. Like, I think it's him trying to find a moral ground again um you know i think him being away from rap and hip-hop and he's somebody that like i see him and frank ocean very similarly in the oh. sense where they they'll drop an album and they're gone for like however long you know so, what i mean yeah. they're, they're like the a, next album they're like enigmas you know they really try to stay out of like the limelight um and you never really heard like women going around saying like oh kendrick lamar like he's a player like he never. sleeps around like blah, blah blah you never heard anything like that so you know, he's very private, which is fine. I, I think that's a good thing. Like for, you know, some people need that private life and, um, and that's totally fine. I was hearing too, like he, he pretty much stayed off social media for like two years supposedly as well. Yeah. Something like that. I think it was like during the pandemic, which I think was probably, you can kind of tell from some of the songs, like it was probably not a good that he's choice. tone deaf, but like use, like, I know like using the slur, like I, I personally, right. not that's a massive point. issue for me. Like I completely understand. Like I, understand people having issues with these things yeah yeah and i respect everyone's opinions or whatever i just think like to each his own and if it's art i feel like you can get away with a lot with art you should be able to or else people will be scared to create so that's a good point but i don't think that that was his intention i don't feel like no, he was doing it trying so, to say yeah. anything rude but i don't think he was doing it trying to say like i should be able to say what i want either i feel like he was just kind of like he just kind of wasn't i feel like it was kind of tone deaf to the situation in a way of like you don't oh you don't realize like you, you he hasn't been around he, no. hasn't, he hasn't been looking at everything and you know he talked about cancel culture a little bit in there so he knows like some things are going on right and he don't seem to like cancel culture one bit um i think he threatened to pull his stuff from spotify be- because they were gonna pull r kelly's and he was like i'm gonna he's like i don't want to be on spotify <laughs> if they're what? pulling r kelly oh oh and, and um and we cry cry together when he says the r kelly line it's something like that too i think he says and not, not that that's what that was saying i think that was like indicating something that happened in the past but he, so he oh, oh, oh when you say he's trying to pull r kelly's music from spotify yes i see what you're saying so okay, i feel like he just um i don't know he seems a little let's see he feels like a guy that hasn't been on the internet as much yeah, yeah. I mean, if you... It's, it's not a bad thing, though. It's just different. I know. You know? So it's like if somebody's using that gay slur that he uses, or even, like, I think of another word that, is, again, was used to be thrown around when I was growing up, and I'm a little older than you, 
um, that that F word was thrown around constantly and nobody like ever batted an eye. Yeah. And same thing with like the R word as it yeah. pertains to like, you know, special ed and whatever. I think uh, I've said it on this podcast before. I'm not going to say it right now because no, this would be insensitive. This is an insensitive time to use. It is. It is. And, and I honestly, I see now like. I am actually some of those like there are some things that I am happy about. I, I I don't think there's really a need for those two words if I'm being honest. Like, and I'm not just saying that to like, you know, be on the right side of this. I I always was a little like, um, not turned off by it, but um, or offended or anything like that. But it always just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, I think we could use we could be a little more articulate than have to use like yeah. those two words. But you know, I think what you're saying it makes a lot of sense. Where it's like if he. You, know, you kind of have to be like with the now in terms of like social media and understanding that, yeah, like these things are like, we're not, we're not saying those words anymore. Like those are not words that we're, you know, people are, you know, not outlawing, like there's nothing like written in law that you can't use them, but they're just insensitive. And I think if you are not on somebody that's not on social media, how would you know that? You know? Yeah, and, and I to some extent. One some thing degree. you said on the yeah, no, I agree. And one thing you said on the album too, that's been sticking with me recently, is I I think oh crap, I can't think of the exact bar. You said like the media, the me- media is the new religion. You yeah, wipe yeah, the yeah, conscience. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, because you know, you think of I think of back in the day, like uh, not 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 with my back in the day, like back in the day, like before my time, when like religion was like king. You know, especially here in the Americas, like everywhere, religion yeah. was everything for a very long time. It's all you really could believe in. You, right. Science wasn't there yet, so like it's all you could believe. In. You had to believe in it, and um, you know, like they got away with so much, and it's a lot of like brainwashy type feeling, like you know, the 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 Catholic Church. It ain't all you know, sunshine and roses. It's there's a lot, a lot of bad. And then, like, they got away with so much, almost being separate from the state, like, mm-hmm. their own laws, their own everything. Everything was just different over there. And it brainwashes people because – but you couldn't go against it because, like, all right, well, dude, we're all following it. Grow up. Like, you know, like, right. why, why are you being weird? Why are you trying to be weird? And I feel like that – it would be sad if I look back in, like, 25, 30 years and I'm just like – I was just omitting to what, like, the masses felt and put on the internet. Sure. Like, I just feel, I feel stupid looking back. I really think that, like, obviously you don't, you never feel like you're in that moment. I don't feel like I'm brainwashed, but I don't want to look back and feel like I am because that made a lot of sense to me. Because it, it, comparing yeah. it to religion is the first time I've ever been like, oh, crap. Is that no, what's it, happening? It's true, though, because religion did brainwash people. It, I mean, it go back to times of African colonization, where yeah. white foreign settlers were going into these places and converting people. And they did that in China as well. I mean, look at the Boxer Rebellion. Like, you go back in history, they preached a certain idea or ideas or ideals or whatever you, however you want to formulate it, or morals. And they put it on and, like, pretty much pushed it on to people until either wars started and they ended up pretty much colonizing. And that's why like Catholicism and Christianity and all these, like all those, those types of religions are like the most popular in search, some of the most popular in the world. 
now if you go outside of, or at least at least in this part of the world yeah if you go to like you know asia like you know is it's more you know buddhism and islam yeah, for, sure. for sure but um that was like a strong those are like strong religions me though i i did not grow up religious i was actually taken out of sunday school when i was really young um my mother asked me in third grade, right after I got our second grade, right after I got my communion, she's like, you want to keep doing this? And I was like, no. And she's like, okay. I wish my mom said that. <laughs> but that's confirmed. the problem because my mom, that's only because my mom had a very different upbringing than like a lot of other people. So, you know, she's like adopted and had some like other like, you know, identity, not identity issues, but just like, um, you know, just saw the world from like a different perspective, yeah. like just how she a valuable grew. perspective, I bet. Oh, for sure, and it was helpful for me, yeah, uh, to actually be able, like, happy, like, be able to think for myself and not be like feel like I was being influenced by, you know, some religion that like I didn't ever really like believe in or was never really like into anyway. Um, you know, I I don't know. I I have mixed feelings about religion. I I feel like it's something that you know, is, you know, impactful in the right ways. But I'm also somebody of the mindset that's just like, you know, I, I don't know if any religion can back up with factual information that, you know, their religion is correct. Like, I'm sorry, you just, we, we can't. Like, there's just no way. Like, it's I, almost, I, their, that's almost their saving grace too. And, and at the same time, because they can also look at you and be like, all right, well, back up with facts, like, it's true. Anything. It's true. And then, like, you, you, there's some things, obviously, but, like, and then some things that even refute some religious aspects, but it's like, all right, if we're boiling it down to facts, we don't know probably about, tw- we know probably, like, 5% of, we're certain about maybe 5% of the things we know. We don't know shit. We don't know nothing. We so don't it's know like, shit. at that point, you come be religious. <laughs> like, you we, know yeah, what I like, mean? Like, just yeah. believe in some, some higher power because yeah, this is too yeah. scary of a world we're living in. Yeah. And um, I just, I feel like even just having this conversation, Coming from like one line of that album, exactly. It's the power of music, man. It's power of music. It's power of Kendrick Lamar. Who I, a great point with the best storyteller thing. I was trying to think of a way to like, because I think Kanye is the best artist. I th- I, th- I think I think Kanye is the best producer and like producer um, creator of soundscapes and um, sonic, you know just yeah just like sonic atmospheres like he he is the best at doing that like i have never in my lifetime heard anybody do and create the sound structures that he is able to do with mass crazy it's genius level he is he i know he's you know he says oh i'm a genius blah blah blah. but like sucks that's true though (laughs) and he he is musically he's a musical yeah musical oh for sure for, for sure, sure. genius with other stuff maybe not maybe not but i'll give him that yeah and but yeah kendrick lamar as a storyteller and as and as somebody to drive conversation he's incredible incredible he's always like even like you know to pimp a butterfly at this point we can call a classic and at this point we can say it's really it's totally goes down as one of the top 10 albums not just rap albums like albums ever made people people like it's like a point in history for oh, a yeah. lot of people. It's, oh, absolutely. And I absolutely. think I think that's kind of what drove this album to be made. It's like he's looking. He's like, I made a masterpiece. Some people find this to be like a perfect piece of art. Yep. 
and it got across the message I wanted. It was commercially successful, so enough people heard it. Plenty of people have heard Pimp <laughs> Butterfly. Everyone's heard All Right. Everyone's heard these important tracks to me. And then 2020 comes, and like, I feel like he must have felt like, because he had writer, writer's block. He admits he had writer's block, and he said, so maybe, like, from 2020, I honestly feel like the George Floyd stuff happened. Yeah. And he felt just, like, completely and utterly defeated. Because he did, like a lot of black he was perfect. In country. He 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 was perfect. Yeah, he did the perfect thing, and it did nothing. And that has to be very uh, disappointing. Not, I mean, just to lack of a better word, disappointing. And yeah, um, not degrading, but yeah, definitely just de- I, defeating. I think is the best word. Yeah, because yeah, you put all that time and effort, and you you craft it in such a way. Where it's not only you, f- you feel like it should have been more impactful than it was, and that, and it, and it, you thought it was probably at least for a little bit. You probably thought it was like it. This did it. This is or the issue, maybe, though, where maybe it's not like be perfect, but like yeah. this, this made a great impact. And then you go, you get into a time and like a headspace where like twenty twenty comes around. And you're just like, not only is everybody stuck inside, and then everything mm. sucks, and then, and then you're just like all it's like the, the, all the George Floyd stuff mm. happens. You're just like, all right. Well, like, did I really, like, Ahmaud Arbery, like, it's all kind of still... It's still happening. And not that it'll ever go away forever, because, like, there's just psychos out there. And, like, you know, maybe maybe this is what the media is doing to us. Maybe we're just seeing this stuff. And maybe, I don't know. But it's just, like, is it... For Kendrick, I can see, like, this is what... A lot of what the album's about. It's like, listen, I'm not not your savior. Like... Yeah, what what do you say, like... scary. um, Cole... Cole, Cole made you think about it. Cole made you think about it, but he is not your he savior. He is not your savior. No, like he uh, he makes a great points on that, and we we can't wait on a savior. I think that's his whole point with that song in particular, where it's like no one's coming to save us. Like, and regardless of what side you're on with it, like if you know if you think a certain you know president was here to save us, like. Sorry, he wasn't. Like, I, I'm, I'm, you know, even the, you know, this president now, the president now, like he's not here to save us. Like there's not, like there's no Superman. That's why I think we get infatuated with comics and, uh, and superheroes comics. because yeah, and influencers and famous people too. Same thing. Yeah, because we see like, oh, okay, this person has influence and like impact and reach. Like they could save us from X, Y, and Z. And like, it's just sometimes it's just not feasible. Um, you would think that something like to pimp a butterfly would have like had a lasting impact. And it probably did on, in some ways, I think it moved the needle for sure. But, but it's just like, boom, you know what I mean? That's it. And that's a way more progress than I'll ever make on anything ever. Definitely. definitely. But it's just like, he must just feel so defeated. And I think, you know, the whole, like, like that, like we are not your savior. Kendrick's saying like, Hey, all of us up here, up here on the same level as you guys actually uh we're not your savior we have no idea what we're doing we're just people the only thing and i think he kind of tells from this album he's like i'm happy i feel like he i feel like by the end he's happy because he's chose he's chosen himself as he says at the end he's like i choose me and i think he's able been able to right his wrongs like mm-hmm. even in the song savior like are you happy for me like mm-hmm. i'm smiling like i'm a, I'm a happy guy are you still happy for me even though i'm not saving your life right. I'm not dedicating my life to yours right. and i think he's trying to give people the idea of you should do the same if uh-huh. everyone took care of themselves this it's this ideal it's well if everyone said. took care of themselves then everyone would be okay problem is is we're not taking care of ourselves very well uh, a lot of mental health <laughs> yeah. problems we're looking, more than ever 
Oh, absolutely. We're looking for comfort in all the wrong places. And I'm not sitting here trying to preach, but it's just, it's just the truth. I mean, I, we all fall into these traps. Um, and it, it but I, I hear him or I hear his point or if this, if this is his point where, and I'm not black, but like, you know, there has to be some frustration and where in 2022 we have this mass shooting at a, oh buff- at, at a Buffalo supermarket and after everything that's happened over the last two years and just feeling like how how helpless must you feel with this still happening yeah. it's 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 just senseless it's all senseless but um what I will say about Kendrick is and kind of in closing on on this project I, I do want to have I have actually one question for you as well yeah, go but ahead. um you know I think for him his sort of point is to keep the conversation going is to not stop the conversation to continue the conversation because it unless we do we're never going to make any progress at all and you know I, I feel like we still we have a long way to go we huh. we we think we have this all this progress that we've made society as a society and in a lot of ways we're going backwards and about things that you know obviously going on in this country that are just ridiculous and um don't make sense and only serve a certain type of person and, and or a certain uh, group of people. And we, yeah, I, I think our art and artistry movies are do a good job of this as well, where they're all a commentary on society and humanity and people. And that's why music, that's why the beautiful thing about music is it's it's communication through sound, not language necessarily. Yeah. Like you can, yeah. and I think if you just listen to the instrumentation of this album, you feel emotion from it for sure because of the orchestration, for the way sure. it's structured, and there is a beauty to that where that's music is you know communication through not only language but also like again also sound. And sort of certain sounds evoke certain emotions, just like color evokes certain emotions or, um, you know, feelings. It's 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 that same sort of response. And I think what artists artists, whether it's um, you know like painters or um, musicians or uh, movie directors, producers, whatever it is. They some are writers, especially right writers. Um, they have a certain I like understanding of society and people that regular not say regular people, but like citizens that don't do those jobs, like those things. They have a much different and deeper understanding about humanity than the majority of us. I always say. I think great art and great artists are able to take very complex and intricate, deep ideas and um, communicate them in whatever way that means. But, you know, normal words, sometimes it's hard, but can't get across what Mother Eye Sober does. A story wouldn't be able to get that across, even just without without the the song in the background of it. Yeah. Some art, you know, they say... you know, one like a, a picture's worth a thousand words. You know what I mean? It's that same idea of like sometimes you have to just see it, or sometimes you need to watch it, hear it, and sometimes it needs to be layered together, like great music is, yep. to feel an emotion. Like I listen, like I listen to Runaway, 
by Kanye, those those pianos make me want to cry. His crooning at the end, like when he's he's just like, he's not even saying words. It's just like, but you understand. You it's just that like that. Like you feel that emotion. You're just talking. You're just he's just, and it's just that's just what he always does. He just mm-hmm. feels like this is his life, and it's like that beautiful piano and the, and the violins and the strings. Sometimes you know they're able to take these just massive, massive, massive things even and sometimes those things are emotions that we can't understand and gives it to us mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the form of like two minutes it's yeah. amazing it's yeah. amazing this is a short story i read recently um do you know who kurt vonnegut is he wrote uh slaughterhouse five and um uh cat's cradle by chance uh, well i know cat's cradle but i don't um okay I do not know who that guy is. So he's an author, and he's been long past now, but there's this short story called Harrison Bergeron, and it is uh, it was written in 1960, or it was published, I think, in 1960, probably written in the 1950s. And the insanity of how spot on, it's basically just, in short, it's a dystopian short story. And I, I encourage anybody, you go Google this. It'll take you like 10 minutes to read it. I encourage anybody listening to this right now, watching it, whatever, go read this short story. It will blow your fucking mind. Um, he literally is able to like explain where society was going in this particular day and age 60 years ago, 50, 70 years ago through this short story where – this dystopian society, everybody is created, ex- and I mean, when I say equal, like exactly equal, mm-hmm. like there's an, and 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 just the, like the the fallacies of that, and like um, where like you where that can be taken like too far, like it's really really interesting. Like I highly highly recommend anybody to read it, and but for Kurt Vonnegut to have that foresight oh. is unreal. Like for it to be applicable in 2022. When was it made? You said 60s. And, this, and it was published in 1961. Wow. And it and he wow. so so it means he must have either wrote it in 1960 or in the 50s or whatever. But 62, 63 years ago. Exactly. I mean? So think about that. Like the visionaries. Like there are there are people. I and this is this goes back to like the religion. And I'll I'll, I'll leave this here where it's like, I don't. I am not. I am not somebody who is like attached to any certain religion. But I do believe in a higher power. And like it was what you were saying. Like there has to be – you have to believe in something. And for some of these individuals, artists, musicians, whatever, for them to have the foresight, like something is channeling that into them. Like they can't just – you know, it's similar how to like the Simpsons and, um, oh God, yeah, has, yeah, and, yeah. and even if I was reading something uh, interesting about the Jetsons and the Flintstones, how that's actually particularly, actually people don't understand that that's could potentially be a dystopian, uh, ideals as well. I'm not even gonna get into all that. Google that if you or, and research that, if you guys are interested, but it's, it's how some of these shows, movies, songs, books, stories, um, how these people had, these ideas and foresight into how things were going to unfold or to not to say that they were guessing it necessarily, but just the, how insane that that is. Yeah. Are, are like, is some higher power channeling that? I don't know. It's, Have it, you it, ever, it at least um, leads to a conversation. I've heard how kid Cuddy says he makes music. No, you love this. I love kid Cuddy. He goes, he says, he said on Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, I haven't, I haven't heard this. I've he was like, this he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I know it's finished. 
in the future it's finished. He's like, these projects I work on are finished. He's like, I'm just slowly hearing the next part come to me uh-huh. as it comes. So he's kind of that. saying how, like, he feels like this is him in time, this mic, and this is where he needs to end up being. And throughout it, he adds pieces. You know, it's not like it's just going to appear this way, but it's not going to happen right now either. So he slowly just waits, picks up pieces along the way, and he says that they that, that he can sometimes kind of hear it, and then he loses it. And then he's like, then I then he's like, then I focus and I can really hear yeah. the next piece and I'll he's like, and then I'll add that snare for sure, and then I'll add this vocal. That's dope. I love. It's that. It's just like that transcendental, like maybe you know you can't say it's not, so why not just say it? Uh huh. Maybe he's just being like nudged, you know. Like think of all the people. Like I think of a guy like Kid Cudi. You know, a lot of people, his fan base is like, I don't, I don't want to say disturbed. Feels like it gives me that same Juice World feeling where a lot of people you really struggle. He was Juice World before Juice World, and he just think about me like literal literal lives he's saved. He's I, Man on the Moon came out when I was in high school, and it was the first time I felt like someone was speaking in a way that made sense to me on in music like that, and like I understood exactly where they were coming from and they were like literally talking about like my situation or like my feelings and emotions at that time like because that the music and that and during that era was like a lot of like more like glitz and glam music glitz and glam club style stuff like oh you radio fancy hit. huh yeah <laughs> yeah like stuff not even like even before that uh, like yeah, you're looking at like, like 2010 maybe like uh, uh Lil john was Lil wayne. huge wayne, wayne was big i mean he he was introspective but not in that way um or he has very like clever bars, but not in the way that very clever has. bars. Sneaky, sneaky, good pen on that guy. Not, not even sneaky. sneaky. Good lyricist. Just, I, I just, he, he claims he never wrote anything down, and I kind of believe it. But I, I um, too. I, think like, I just think I, I just think like mentally, like I hear some of his bars. I'm just like, is he? You know, when he says best rapper alive, I feel like Lil Wayne's one of those guys that was like made to rap. He is. He is. He is, he is a rapper. He's a rapper through and through. Yep. Built, born for it. Yep. Nature over nurture, screw that nature. He was he was born, born to born rap, as a rapper. And is a rapper through yep. and through Definitely. from a childhood. Definitely. Has the experience to back it up, the look, yep. the name, the influence. What All like he has a goat case in my opinion. It's not a strong one, but I think to say that he's not like well, like poke holes then. He's know? easily top ten. Yeah, if not, you could. I can. You can make the case top five. All those things. He's a lot of people's favorite artists. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's why a lot of these conversations, like you said earlier, like to pimp a butterfly is top ten. Like that's it's it's very subjective, and that's but it 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 it, it love the conversation um, because you can never tell anybody that they're necessarily wrong unless you want to go out there on a limb and say that like. Gucci Gang is the best song ever. Or like yeah, or like Laffy Taffy by D4L back in the day was <laughs> is like a top ten song of all time. Like you I, I'm sorry that you, you can't Yeah. That's that's not a that's not a conference. Or like Six Nine is like one of the best rappers of his generation. Like I'm sorry. We I, dis this is a beyond disagreement. You're there, wrong. yeah. <laughs> there are some opinions that cannot be valid. But on a sub, but there is like music does have that sort of to an extent it's very subjective. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to, but if anybody said that like Timber Butterfly wasn't a classic, I'd be like, all right, you just don't like it. It's not that it's not a classic. Yeah, you, gotta you just don't like it. It's impact at some point. You just don't like whether it. you like it or not. You exactly. know, it does. It does what it's, it does. It's a classic. I love. Uh, and you know what's funny? My favorite, the one, the song that I listen to the most on it at this point is uh. The last track, Mortal, Mortal Man. Mortal Man. With 
it, and I listened to the to his interview with Tupac. Yep. It's like I didn't appreciate it because that was five years ago, six years ago. Uh, T-Pep? Yeah. Was I 15? It was 14. So, yeah, it was, it was 14. Okay, so, so that's, eight, years that's eight years ago. I was, ago. I was, um, you know, 13. I had no idea what I was hearing. Nowadays, yeah. I yeah. look, I think back, and I'm just like, that is just, that's nasty genius stuff. That he's the whole time reading a poem to Tupac, and that's then took clips from that's an interview crazy. that he loves, and rewrote questions, and he laughs with them. He daps them up. That's the craziest thing in that's any so song dope. ever. That's so I listen dope. to that all the time. It's I a great it's album. Great. Art, art. That's art. Yeah. And so I do yeah. have. Oh, hold on. How much time? How how deep are we? We're an hour eight. Okay. I do got one more important question though. I, I wanted to talk about to you about. about Kendrick or about, about music. I have about I, music. I want to hear okay. your opinion. First off, real quick before we get to that. Yes. All right. Just very quick, like off the top of your head, like favorite couple of tracks off of Mr. Morgan. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll do that with you too. Um, favorite couple of tracks. I'm gonna pick three because three's three's you know, good. Splash couple. number. Um. I'll say uh, I'm a hoops guy. I love and I'm, and love I'm a three hoops. and I'm a three point shooter. So that's Are that's you? that's my game. I'm I sure suck. I you know what's funny? I played center. Really? Yeah, high school I played center. Huh? Yeah, I rebounds, grit, tough. Shooting guard, just straight threes coming off screens. Jack We're very balls. different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was told, but we guard but we'd you. be two good intricate parts of a starting. We'd be pot. great. We'd be great. So, so um, I'd say honestly, I'm gonna go with Rich Spirit, which we didn't talk about. Good I song. think sounds the best. Yeah, that's the best. Which is a part of the question I'm gonna ask you. I think that sounds the best. That's the most groovy. I, I can listen to that the most. Uh, that'll be the most played. Rich Spirit. Then I'm going to go with Father Time, easily. which we also didn't talk easily about. Easily the best song somehow. on the album. Easily um, is the best song on the album. My In my I, opinion. No, I, Sorry. No, no, easily. Yeah. Easily. Well, that's subjective, but Unless, yes, it's yeah, the no, best that's song. True. It's true. In my opinion, it's the best song on the album. And then, and then honestly, I'm really liking... I'm really liking Mirror. Okay. The more I listen to it. Okay. I think I don't love the I choose me, I'm sorry sound. I don't like the sound of it that much. But I just I like the, the, the beats. It reminds me of um the Black Panther album. It, yeah. It, it's very like the cool. sonically it sounds sonically the same. it does, yeah. But uh what are your three? Uh Father definitely Time. Father Time. Yeah. Easily one hundred percent that's the best song in my opinion on the album. Um Sampha's amazing. Amazing. Uh, I, I just and then no word. Topically, it's just all up my alley. Oh my god. Um, and then Die Hard. Yeah, that with black bla- blackest black blackest and yeah. uh, the other oh, this female singer is just, her name's escaping me right now. Those two are definitely my favorite. And then, you know what? I I hear you on the replayability thing, but I think we cry together. The just deserves the impact. Is is the best? Is one of the, for in sure. my opinion it has to be one of the best songs. Makes complete sense to me. I'd so be, you're definitely not yeah. crazy for saying that. Although he, I, I will, last thing on on this album, and then we can definitely move on. He overused Kodak Black. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> you're in that camp. I think I, I maybe overused is a good word to put it because that features that fine. doesn't that doesn't intend that you think yeah. it's like a bad. I think conceptually, the idea that he he Kodak's a flawed human. Very flawed. Uh, yeah, I would say so. He's also, but he's also a very, he is what a lot of rappers want to be or think they are. Like, he's actually, this, the person that we're seeing Kodak be, I don't think it's fake. He is Florida, legit, from, like, he's got his hood ties. He's legit as it gets in a lot of ways. It's weird. 
and he can be conscious too in some of his music. I've I've listened to more Kodak than most people, and I've heard him say some things that I was like, really, Kodak saying this? And I think Kendrick sees this guy and says, oh, that's a version of me. If if I went a certain way, huh. I'm this guy. And I think he keeps him in the loop on the album saying, I choose me. That's him saying, I choose this version of myself that's like, that you might not like. You might not like this, but I'm going to be me no matter what that means. And he feels like he associates himself more with Kodak huh. and the flawed human that is Kodak than in gen- the, the general perspective of who he should be. He'd rather be Kodak Black than whoever they want him to be. Opinion somewhat changed here after you hear you hearing that you say I, that I, I love Kodak. I thought his feature was actually pretty dope. That song drives me crazy with the. the oh, like, like, <laughs> so <laughs> this the is part of the question that? I'm going to ask you. So I'm going to and that's, it's, ahead, this is important. Um, I feel like he sacrificed good sound and replayability heavily on this album. Yes, to say what he that. needed to say. I agree with that. And. In the end, what mu- music? I want to play music. <laughs> I want to hear the music. And while I love it, kind of almost being a movie for me, like I listen to the whole thing. If I hear one song, I'm like, ah, let me go listen to the start again. Let me go back to the whole thing because it's fun. But I don't see myself really, other than Rich Spirit or and um, Die Hard. There's not a lot of like mainstream sounding or like just what I good music as music is. Is that a worthwhile risk to take? Is it? Does that make it valid? I know a lot of people because a lot of people are gonna be like, "Listen, I'm not listening to this, so what's the point anyway? If it's not good enough to listen to, why even have the point?" It does he get a pass just because he's Kendrick for that purpose? No one would listen to this if it wasn't Kendrick. So, at least I don't think so. Not many. Not three hundred fifty thousand. Depends on who, but okay. So I'm just wondering, like, what your thoughts on that exchange is? Because obviously the best music sounds good and topically and, does it all. Right. Right. But. What's your thought on that exchange? I it's an interesting question. I I really like when an album or a body of work has something to say. Uh, I would prefer that over the quality of sound because you can always find songs that have the quality of sound that you want and and, and to listen to. Like, like there's artists where they've dropped a couple of singles or they have songs that I absolutely love and I don't think they've ever put out like a good quality project. I like First Class by Jack Harlow. I do. That album sucks. Album blows. That album what if, what if Jack Harlow, if you're listening to this, you're definitely not. But why the <laughs> fuck did you sell out, bro? You sold out. You straight up sold out. You're actually like, you're overrated, but you're also very talented. You're super. You're very talented. Swag is there too. Natural human. You should have had a way better album than that. Shame on you. Um, So yes, I would like. Okay, are some of Jack Harlow's songs gonna make the radio and have maybe a little bit more replayability? I even say radio. Like I don't even know if the people listen to the radio anymore. Yeah. Are they? All right. Put it this way: Is it gonna be playlisted on certain like? vibe and and sonic playlists more so than maybe some of Kendrick's songs. Sure. But bro, you ain't saying shit on your album. I don't care. I can you can find good there's enough this music right now is saturated enough that you can find good music or music that you can just like roll down in your windows and listen to and jam out and live carefree for. You can find that anywhere. 
Yeah. And people that are not named Jack Harlow are doing it way better than Jack Harlow. So like, this is my whole point with my long winded way of saying, I would rather you come out with a body of work that is impactful and meaningful and took a creative risk, whether that be sonically or topically. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would rather that 100% because you can find, like I said, you can find a song like that anywhere. You really opened my mind to the other side of it. I didn't even, it's so common. I didn't even think of that as being the other side, but basically all music right now is sacrificing topically for the sound. So, and I didn't even, it's so common that I I didn't even compute to me Mm -hmm. until you just spelled it out really. So it's totally worth it. Because I think the other way is where the two. I think making making music that sounds good, no harm in that. Let's make all the sound good music in the world. I want to party sometimes. I want to. I want to not care. A lot of times it's a venue to to not care. You can just say words you don't even mean. Yeah, almost try to do both, obviously. And yeah, then if but. you can do both, if you can really say something, and have, a, like like Father Time's a good example. Like that's a good song. Like I think that like, the the hook's good. You got Sanfa on it. Love them. And uh, you you get a good verse, you get a good beat, and you're saying probably the most unique thing on the album. Uh-huh. No one talks about that. Mm-hmm. Guys with daddy issues, extremely common. <laughs> every it's every guy because masculinity <laughs> is what masculinity is. Yeah. At this point, not yeah. a lot. Like you know, like and now yeah. people were very like, and that's you know, you ever wonder why majority of suicides are forty to fifty year old men? Why is that? These people are insecure and they're, they're lost, and yeah. they get screwed up by looking at whoever was before them. And yeah. I, f- and I feel yeah, like it's just such a common thing. And I thought that that was a great example of it all coming together. For sure. But he definitely took some sonic risks, and kind of had to like omit in order to say all the things he wanted to say. Uh-huh. Because it's not five Sacrifice years of work, of it, yeah. but it's yeah. five years of thoughts. I feel like. Yeah, although. <laughs> I don't think sonically though it it really. It's not I, bad. No, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I all right. When I when you suggest like replayability in terms of like, uh, you know, is it gonna make like these playlists or you know radio hit like are they gonna be like radio hits that are like timeless? Probably not. But I I like that it's an a project that needs that full listen. Yeah. Like we don't get enough of that these days. Everything's just so quick hitting. Mm-hmm. Everyone's putting out EPs now. Yeah. Like that's in the music scene that's what I see a lot. Is a lot of e- people are really into the EPs because everyone's attention spans suck right now. Yeah. Nobody wants to listen to an hour long pro- uh, album. Nobody wants to watch a 3 hour movie. They'd rather watch a one and a one and a half hour movie or they'd rather somehow they find watching uh a, a, a TV Grey's show, Anatomy. yeah, or a TV show that is ten episodes an hour each. Somehow they're like, "Oh, that's easier to digest than a three-hour movie." Why I'm not sure, but that's <laughs> that's because it's actually more time when you think about it. Yeah. But that's but that but it or it's okay true. or like TikTok. Why is TikTok so big? Because all the all the uh, yep next you can, you can scroll and all like so easy, and also every every TikTok is anywhere. F- I mean, less than three minutes. Yeah. Some and of them are and even, I would never stick around for a three minute TikTok. How funny I know. is that? No, a lot of Sad. people wouldn't. Uh, the the better t- the best TikToks are like the thirty second ones. For sure. Or like you know that live in that in that like twenty to thirty second range. 
Yeah, so it's just like a it's kind of like a good way to talk about like society and how it is right now with just like yeah. our you attention know, suck. It's 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 short and it makes it I feel like um it does add a cool element of like I feel like there's two ways to go about art. Either throw a ton of restrictions on it and then you kind of back yourself into a creative corner and yeah. then you have to find new ways out. You have to turn I always say like you're in a, you're in a corner. All right, turn around. And then you know, I I just feel like that's like a way I think of it. And then there's the other way of doing it where you take all the restrictions off and then you have, you know, you're outside the box type of idea. Sure. Where this this is going to clamp down like you can't do the same thing in 3 hours that you can in 30 seconds. And people no. want 30 seconds now, not 3 hours. Everybody absolutely everybody wants So we'll see hours. some cool it, it'll spark some really cool and it has some I can't think of any off the top of my head. Some really cool things with like thirty seconds. I think that like Kanye's project, Yay, seven songs, tight, thirty-five minutes. Um, songs were two, three minutes. I loved that album. I thought it wouldn't be around if it wasn't such a low attention span society. Mm-hmm. A seven-song album, just all insane. those so- all those albums were seven songs and like around cool. the twenty yeah. to thirty-minute mic. But the I liked Nas, that. the Nas album. The D- Daytona, Pusha T, Tiana Taylor album. Kids See Ghosts. Kids See Ghosts. They were all like seven tracks. Yeah. So and I uh, thought that was like, and yeah. I think it just, you know, brewed some room for, like he had to adjust to the game. And I, yeah. and I think it made for, maybe not Kanye's best album, of course, but it's uh, it's beautiful in its own sense. It's cool. I think yep. that, that it adds a new level to this, you know, mm-hmm. gives, gives people more options, you know. I think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, an artist I work closely with uh, from Winchester, Massachusetts, who is actually going to be in uh, when this as we're recording this, he has back to back shows in Boston opening up for 070 Shake by oh, the name cool. of Johan Lennox. Wow. And he's out in L.A. He actually worked cool on name. great name. Uh, he it's because Johan he's so I'll backtrack. He's um, a, a good artist friend of mine. Shout out Johan Lennox. Um and I've done a ton of promotion for him. I think he is his music. He he just dropped an album same day as Kendrick called "What Do You Want to Be When You Grow Up." You should well very different though different styles. He does like this interesting blend of orchestra and classical music with contemporary oh. pop. Cool. And I'm telling you right now, if anybody's listening to this, it's my biggest recommendation to go listen to right now. It's the most dynamic and detailed. And also outside the box pop album you'll ever hear, and I highly, 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 highly recommend it. He did a ton of the string arrangements and production for all those Kanye albums you're talking about, the 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 good music albums. Wow. Like the opening to Nas's album on that yeah. with Puff Daddy, he did the entire string arrangement orchestration. Really. So background with him, he his na- real name is not Johan Lennox. Johan comes from the his favorite conductor. Because he was classically trained until he was in high school, uh, like throughout high school. Johann Sebastian Bach? I don't know if that's the one, but there's a couple of different guys that had that Johann. That makes sense. Yeah. And Lennox is the uh, town in Western Mass where Tanglewood is, which is the uh, <laughs> classical orchestral camp like out that's out there yeah. for like young kids. So he, his background is all he, – um, he was a conductor. Like a, he was like an aspiring conductor, like a prodigy actually, and like wrote sheet music and all that. And then it was, he was on an acid trip and he listened to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy for the first time. And it changed like his whole perspective on like music. I mean, tried to, 
not tried is Doesn't now it? like he pretty much started singing and writing his own music and trying to bridge like classical music with contemporary and Kanye actually producers uh, no ID and Mike Dean Mike Dean got a, got a hold of him wow because he made this thing called Yeethoven with a friend of his Yeethoven where they did um, mixtures or blends of Kanye music with Beethoven music and it went viral that's, and that's cool and, and that's and then Kanye heard it brought him in for all those albums and he's been out in la ever since wow and, um yeah from winchester and he's from winchester massachusetts is that where uh Jordan lucas is from worcester crap worcester i knew that. very though. different places i knew that winchester is <laughs> white suburbia and uh Wor- worcester is it's a nasty. melting pot of of yeah of, of many many different um nationalities and ethnicities but uh long story short this is the type of stuff that's that some Massachusetts artists and Massachusetts commodities are doing, but nobody knows about it because yeah. it's not marketed out here as like a music hub. That's kind of what you are. That's what you're doing then. It's the whole point. Of, that's that's I mean? the whole point is to it's get everything. more shine for these people. You're shining the light here. on the on the good stuff here. That's exactly. Cool. That's cool. Because he's a name in L.A. Like yeah. he, you know, he doesn't need more exposure in L.A. necessarily. Like he's doing his thing in L.A. But the problem is, is like outside of his probably the people he knows, like, and I'm not saying people don't know him out here, but like we should be, my whole point of this is our whole platform. And my, my point is, is like, let's uplift the people that are from here. Mm-hmm. Like when I got into this industry here, it was very competitive. It wasn't like, oh, let's help each other and like build together. It was like, oh, you, you're, I see you as a threat. So I'm going to either break you down or I'm going to ignore you and I'm not going to work with you and I'm going to try to beat you. It's like this rat race for a prize that's like American cheese. Like it's not even good cheese. Like no one cares. Like Massachusetts. It's not. Good cheese. It's, not. it's Massachusetts, <laughs> right? Like we're not a, a, a hub for music right now. It's just – or we are. We have, we have a music scene and a budding one, a really, really good one that people – you should pay attention to if you're from massachusetts and you are not tapped into the massachusetts music scene aka you're not following us follow <laughs> us because you yeah. will, i guarantee you will find an artist or a musician or a producer from this area that is doing huge things that you would never know about or you'd find an amazing indie artist or band that will be your new favorite band or having your new favorite song i guarantee it do not sleep on Massachusetts as a music scene. The producer, the, the the producer John Glass, who I was talking about earlier, he just produced the Bia J Cole song. Really? Yep. Him and Tim Nehan, who are both from Massachusetts. Um, John's from Beverly, and Tim is from Reading. And John own, is is a part owner of the studio that I record at now, and like another good friend of mine uh, in the music industry, and. Uh, Aziz the Sheikh, who is from Nashua, New Hampshire. I think New England, too, right? Nashua, New Hampshire. He is Bia's main in-house producer. The three of them worked on the track together. And that's so cool. That it came to be. Like, but so now they all have a great J- track. Phenomenal song. Cool. Cool really song. Really cool unique. vibe. I mean, J. Cole did his thing, but like unique in general. Before, like, even without J. Cole in it, it'd be really cool. Well, that's why I guess J. Cole, like, the story they have is awesome. You guys should go check it out if you haven't. They, they, they explain the story on a... Um, on a very short podcast, like interview podcast or whatever. But the song, like, I guess J, it was not supposed to be for J. Cole. And J. Cole heard it in a session that they were, uh, that, I guess they were um, 
working on something else. Cole invited Bia and Aziz to their to the studio to work on something else. Maybe they here. Sh- yep. they showed him London, and he was like obsessed with it. That's wanted. so cool. Pretty cool. Of course, right? he probably heard something different. He felt a niche, and they probably felt like a, a pocket to rap in, and was like, "Oh, the, this is nothing I've ever done. Be- it's nothing he's ever done before." Which is hard no, to say not. for these. I mean, not hard to say because the really great artists like himself, like they're all, they're constantly doing stuff that they haven't done before. Yep. But um, it's still hard to find at that point when he's done so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love what you what you guys what you're doing. I feel like it's very much spearheaded, obviously, with you. But it's it's just it's a beautiful thing just in general to see people supporting each other. And the fact that that's basically what you do is a support system. It's awesome to me. And, um, I do. So what we'll do to wrap up, I got, we'll do two things. I want you to say, so you, you said, uh, what was his name? Johan. Yep. Lennox. Yep. So that's one, but I want you to give uh, a couple more Massachusetts artists yeah. just to talk about. For sure. Um, just to look at, and then you just, just say like what what kind of music they make, who they are, sure. whatever, and then uh, I'll say the next thing after. But I want to cool. hear a couple of artists first. All right, I'm gonna try to. I mean, there's so many. This is the issue. So anybody that's listening to this, you should follow our Spotify playlist, Night School New Music. I'll send it to you so you can yes. link it. Uh, and I curate it every couple of weeks with brand new music. It has not only music from the New England and Massachusetts area but also uh, music that's like nationally, globally, whatever. Um, so anybody that I don't talk about in this very short period of time right now uh, that it doesn't like tickle your fancy, don't worry. I work with a ton of artists and musicians. Go check out that playlist. There's going to be something on there that you will love. I guarantee it. Um, I sound like the Jordans. Uh, furniture guy right <laughs> I now. I guarantee it. Uh, you're going to love the way you – no, there's no, no – what, uh, what was the one that I love? The no, I, I no, I that's Men's Warehouse. It's not. It's oh. not George. You're gonna love the way you look. I guarantee you're gonna love it. the way you look. You're gonna love what you hear. I guarantee it. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so besides Johan Lennox, what do you want to be when you grow up? That's my biggest one right now. The next one is Brevin Kim. Brevin Kim. They're a duo. Um, I don't remember from what town now. It's like somewhere in, I think, Central Mass, but I can't remember. If I'm mistaken, that my apologies, guys. Um, another, uh, they do like electronic, is industrial, experimental, like pop, hip hop. It's this crazy, crazy blend of stuff. Like if you, you would like it because you like Denzel Curry. I do like Denzel Curry. I know you like Denzel Curry. Uh, <laughs> Notice in the in the things. I do. I know. I, know. I'm, I got your. Yep. You would like it. A lot. They do some really, really. They they play with some sounds that like I don't think anybody in music is doing right now. Um, on that same wave, there's this other artist named Taha, who's another gr- um, really great friend of mine. Just like great people too. All these people, they're like also really good people. Um, Taha, very similar, although he's much more like industrial rap and hip hop versus like Brevin Kim, a little bit more like pop and like indie. Um, and they even like blend in like elements of rock, I would say too. Um, Taha is much more of like a, like an abrasive rapper. Um, and just sort of just does that like noise rap so well, like, um, you know, very similar to like a JPEG mafia or a Denzel Curry. Mm -hmm. Um, so Taha is amazing. Um, sorry, I'm just, Oh, who am I? Who else? I'm, I'm forgetting people I think too, unfortunately, which is like going to suck. Um, who else do I really, really fuck with out here? Um, all right, so the Western Mass 
scene has some really interesting like hip hop that I would say it's definitely like more on the new school sound. Um, my co-host Phoenix Rios, he's super dope. Um, definitely check out some of his stuff. Um, really, really like DK as well out of Western Mass. He does mm-hmm. rap. He does hip hop. He produces. Um, does like also a cool like pop sound that I think people should really, really like will like and, sh- and should check out. Um, you know what? I'm going to get up. I got a couple more definitely because I'm forgetting some people as I'm doing this. Oh, I don't know how I forgot this guy. Garrett Merck. Okay. Crazy story about Garrett Merck. I was listening to Garrett Merck when I was in college. Wow. Um, the song Fish Brains that my friend Presh, shout out Presh, who was also my um, you know a lot of people. I do know a lot of people. Um, my roommate at the time. And we were listening to him in college. Like, this is way before the podcast. This is like 10 years ago. Because I'm a little older than you. Like I said, I'm 28. So I've been out of college for now for six-ish years. And this was 2013. And we're, I'm literally listening to him at that time. And then, years later, I end up connecting with someone like Garrett Mark and That's getting cool. into his stuff. And he does, like, really cool, I would say, like, jazz jazzy rap and like um definitely does some boom bap as well um but definitely more like a modern spin on it super super dope um let's see Neems, she's awesome uh does more like auto-tune style like that um like that pop rap that's been going on like yep. lately mm-hmm. like definitely uh like bright tones doja cat kind of definitely like that style she's phenomenal absolutely love her oh mako who's like an indie alternative artist as well he does a little bit of hip-hop but definitely bridges that with like the indie rock and alternative sounds he's insane his album's coming really soon uh just he's phenomenal and, and a good friend of mine as well um god who else should i should i talk about here couple more um obviously bia she's fucking killing it she's like one of the biggest artists in massachusetts right now uh dev soder and stefan thev um they're individuals but they have a song right now called wasted that's really good dev soder similarly to like uh i would say styles of uh mako very like cool alternative uh indie pop indie rap stefan thev uh very similar he has a really cool like punk rock song out right now called uh, zombies, ghouls, and goblins, or some shit. I don't even know what the fuck. Cool. I'm, I'm like fucking it up. I don't think that's the name of it. I mean, um, you got you know, zombie skeleton off, off the top of your head. Yeah, man. zombie skeletons, great. ghosts. Well, I'm also using my phone, so I'm definitely cheating right now, but it's okay. Um, oh, terminology just dropped. You remember Paul Wall back in the day? He was on Grills with Nelly. Yeah. So terminology. Wow. This guy. Wow. Term- yeah, I know, right? Whoa. So this guy, terminology from Lawrence, literally one of the next towns over from here, from where you are in Lowell. He's been one of the biggest artists in Massachusetts for a decade, a decade and a half. And he just did a joint album with Paul Wall called Start to Finish, which we also wrote about. I went to the I got to go to the album release party, which was so tight. That's and, so sick. That's um, so dope. This is the type of stuff I'm starting to get into too, which like I get to like go to album release parties, cover shows. It's it's been it's been pretty crazy. Um, the last couple of months things have really been taken off. But there another that's another one like that album start to finish amazing definitely go check that out uh, if you're a hip hop fan you, you gotta listen to that um, and then one of the last ones I'll say um, this one seems obvious is Van Buren mm-hmm. and they're a collective like if you are into um, if you again if you're a hip hop fan Van Buren would be the group I would go to they have so many great artists on their in their collective Meech 
Giles, um, oh my God, Luke Bars, St. Lior, uh, Lord Felix, Ricky Felix, Andrew Regis. They're a collective that is just like, they're, they're next in terms of like Massachusetts right now. They're next. They're from Brockton. And they have an amazing album called Bad for Press that you guys should go check out. And the last one I will say is a band. They're not originally from here, but they're Berkeley guys. And they've now based out here. Oh, cool. Ripe. Ripe. They do like really cool blend of like psychedelic rock, funk, very groovy, very jazzy, very uh, just feel good, trippy, psychedelic, as I mentioned. It's super fucking cool. And it's great for this time of year and like the summertime. Mm-hmm. Like they put on some dope shows in the Cape, like at Wellfleet Beachcomber. And oh, really? They're they're fucking sick, man. Like if you like, so if you like like psychedelic rock and stuff like that, because I know I, I I did like a lot of indie rock and like indie pop and hip hop guys, but if you like like that type of style of music, go check that out. So all I'm all in all, I tried to I tried with this question to give you a wide range. I was just going to say, I like how you did like a little bit of, you know, a little bit of everything in a way. Like, you know, so if you got any, you don't got to listen to everybody. You can't listen to everybody's music, but just pick something that you like and then listen Listen, to it. Listen to listen listen to your local artists. Yes. It's like buying local. It is. It's It's true. Support your local artists. Like even if you're in a city or a Or podcasters. Yeah, or podcasters too. If you're listening to a... you know, if you're you're listening from out of state or whatever, like yeah, I mean support Massachusetts too, but like support your local artists too. There's a scenes everywhere, and pockets everywhere, and it's just again, and I'm I'm leaving a lot of people off. It's just a testament to the amazing musicians and artists that we have and the scene that's going on in Massachusetts right now. So go follow that playlist, go listen to it. You, I guarantee you're gonna find a new artist and song that will be your favorite for your spring and summer playlist. So. Totally. Go Great. Check that out. I'm glad you. I'm glad you had like these guys. I'm glad you gave everybody a little bit of shine. That's cool. Um, but yeah. So I think we're pretty much wrapped up here, though. Cool, man. We got pretty much everything. We didn't get to the other stuff, the the extra stuff. I knew we wouldn't. I knew we weren't going to get there. That's okay. Nobody uh, really needs to know. I mean, I've talked about it before that I coach basketball and yeah, we don't. Know, yeah, teach, we don't gotta whatever, know teach it. English. It's fine. It's, it's I knew. Good. I knew this was going to happen. I it's knew. I, I knew that once me and you were in a room, we weren't going to be able. To we're both stop. talkers. That's what we do. It's fine. So uh, thank you very much for coming on, my man. I thank really you. do appreciate thank it. You. I appreciate all the collabs you do with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to say too quick before we 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 sign off here. Yeah. Uh, I really like what you're doing, man. I think. For you having people on that is like kind of that broad variety as well, uh, that people that do different things and not being boxed into like a specific thing uh, for your podcast. Like I feel like it was the the non-structure was actually amazing to just have a free-flowing conversation. It's a non-structure structure. It's weird. It's like – It's a structure, but it's not structure. It's exactly. It's fucking sick. It's hilarious. And I love it. Yeah. And I think it's really cool. Um, And keep doing your thing, man. I think you only level up from here. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate it. You're a good podcaster. So keep, Thank keep, you. keep going, man. Thank you. You don't get a lot of compliments. And people just come on. They just they don't compliment you. I appreciate the compliments. I, I appreciate you, it. And uh, My followers subscribe to this guy's podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Uh, th- three words out of me and three words out of you. We have to say heat in blank or Celtics in blank, and then I'm going to cut it. So what do you think for this series? Three words. Then I'll go. <sighs> Celtics in seven. Heat in seven.